Hello, my name is Marion Robinson. Apart from the platform that I already have, as Annie Laura Speaks, where I speak on love and relationships, my legal name is Marion Robinson, and I am a National Board Certified School Counselor. I'm a lead counselor at a local middle school. However, I have also served in the capacities as a pre-K teacher, a kindergarten teacher, a third grade teacher, and a fourth and seventh grade teacher. Language arts as well as self-contained, where I've taught all the subjects uh, embedded together. However, right now I am working towards courses to um, receive the doctorate of early childhood education. And one of my platforms are a concern of mine is students that present disabilities such as behavioral disabilities. A lot of my time I've spent interacting with students who uh, carry labels such as EMD, emotionally disturbed students, OD, those are your oppositional defiant students, as well as the ADHD, attention deficit, hyper disorder, hyperactivity. And so as an early teacher, I was faced with a lot of behavioral issues in my classroom. And uh, at the time, first starting out as a novice teacher, I didn't have a lot of tools in my classroom management tool bag to um, help me alleviate some of those uh, behavioral disruptions that I encountered in my classroom, especially with my uh, pre-K students and kindergarten students. Uh, When I started working on my master's in counseling, I was still in the classroom at the time, and I started to hear this buzzword, CBT, CBT. What is CBT? Well, CBT is the acronym for Cognitive Behavior Therapy. It is an evidence-based treatment for many mental and behavioral health issues. Uh, Research has shown that CBT can be effective for children as young as seven years old if the concepts are explained in a simple and relatable manner. So a lot of times when I start speaking about CBT, especially in the early childhood education realm, a lot of people automatically hop to the counseling aspect. Now, I'm very aware that as a counselor, I cannot serve a dual role as a mental health counselor and a school counselor. However, when I was in the classroom and doing my internship in counseling, I did learn a lot about CBT strategies that teachers as well as school counselors and even parents at home can use with children all the way from EC through 12th grade, early childhood through their 12th grade year. So there are some strategies and activities that I will be talking about as I go through my platform about cognitive behavior therapy. But the one main aspect that I took away when I was working on 
my master's in counseling and I did my thesis surrounding cognitive behavior therapy is the one main theme of cognitive behavior therapy. And that is getting students to understand their emotions and their feelings and why they do certain things. And I would always have these posters up once I started using these CBT strategies. When I feel good, I do good. When I feel bad, I do bad. So getting students to understand the connection between their actions and how they feel. Your actions and your emotions and how you feel. So when I speak about cognitive behavior therapy in terms of using in the classroom, I'm not talking about using it as far as a counselor with a client. I'm talking about pulling those strategies that educators, educational practitioners can use in the classroom to assist the therapist because we have a great amount of students that uh, see therapists and uh, mental health professionals. There are many strategies that can be used when we're talking about cognitive behavior therapy. One of the main things when you're starting out with cognitive behavior therapy, especially with young students, is, like I said, getting them to make that connection between their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Everyone has problems, both big and small. To better solve your problems, it helps to learn how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are connected. So, say for instance, and we're speaking in terms of adults understanding because you have to get a good understanding of CBT or cognitive behavior therapy in our own thought process in order to tailor it to early childhood in young students. So let's imagine you are have you have an upcoming test and you think I'm gonna fail. Because of this thought you start to worry. You are so worried that you feel sick just thinking about the test. Because it's so uncomfortable, you decide not to study. Because we create these mental blocks based on how we feel. We procrastinate. We start feeling bad. We start having self-doubt about ourselves. And that builds up that mental block. That's that cognitive the thought, I'm going to fail, led to, the, to a feeling where you start worrying, which led to an action, not studying, what might have changed if you had a different thought. So thoughts, feelings, and actions, and making that connection with young students is very important in having that springboard into developing strategies and activities that you can use in your classroom with emotionally disturbed students, students who have uh, OD, oppositional defiance, and students that have um, the disorder of ADHD. Thoughts are the words that run through your mind. They're the things you tell yourself about what's going on around you. There are many different thoughts you could have about a single situation. Feelings come and go as different things happen to you. 
You might feel angry, happy, and sad all in one day. Some feelings are uncomfortable, but they are not bad. Everyone has these feelings from time to time. So one important thing is getting students to understand that everybody has good days and they have bad days. But helping to connect these thoughts, feelings, and actions helps them to self-regulate and self-monitor their actions that leads to those that the thoughts and feelings lead to their action. Actions are the things you do, are the way you behave. Your thoughts and feelings have a big impact on how you act. So if you feel happy, you are likely to do nice things. But if you feel angry, you might want to act mean. So this is something that any teacher or parent can convey to a young child. Research shows the youngest being seven years old. So getting students to make those connections between thoughts, feelings, and actions is the first thing that you front load to students before you start any kind of activities or strategies. If you're using emotion charts or if you're using uh, the... uh, the breathing balls or anything, the Hoberman balls, the very first step that you want to do is front load to your students, especially young children, the connection between thoughts, feelings, and actions. So let's go through a scenario. Thoughts, feelings, and actions. So everything starts with a thought then that thought leads to a feeling and then there's an action that takes place so the scenario is my friend Emma hasn't spoke to me as much as usual over the last week so even young students we've young students have started to build friendships and relationships so they have feelings they feel some kind of way and they understand and notice when their friends start to pull away from them or when people just in general that they have an attachment with start to pull away from them so that's the scenario so the thought is i thought emma hasn't talked to me much this week she must be mad at me so when you're dealing with young children Well, in my experience, kids will shut down and they'll get very angry because their friend is not paying attention to them or their friend is is not talking to them. Especially those students that present disabilities or disorders such as EMD, uh, OD, Oppositional Defiance, or especially attention deficit hyper disorder because those students already have a cognitive imbalance. So some of them are hypersensitive. Some of them are very have uh, carry very low self-esteem. So those thoughts and those feelings are working together in a way that's going to lead them to a bad action if we don't help students connect those thoughts, feelings, and actions. So, 
the student is thinking, Emma hasn't talked to me much this week. She must be mad at me. So the, that thought leads to the feeling, I feel sad and hurt. So the action is, because I was upset, I ignored Emma and avoided her at school. So let's take that to a young student that presents some type of emotional disorder or behavioral disorder. They may decide to pick a fight with that student because they feel like they're being avoided or they feel like that student or that particular person is mad at them. So that's triggering all kinds of thoughts and emotions. So we have to make or rather get students to understand that just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. Your thoughts are guesses about why something happened or about something that might happen. Coming up with new thoughts will help you see a situation differently. So, there's some research that says seven-year-olds, and the, the research suggests that children under the age of seven may have a hard time grappling with this. But I beg to differ because I have used it in, in my classroom and I have seen it work with students in pre-kinder as well as kindergarten because typically your uh, seven-year-old is about first or second grade. So, you know, we can sit and debate and talk about students don't understand, but we have to start challenging students and start presenting this stuff to them early because the research also shows that we have more and more students, young students as young as four and five that are coming to uh, pre-Ks and daycares. They face a lot of trauma, a lot of childhood issues and dynamics that are going on at their house. So they already have a mindset of failure. So just building a student up and making them see the connection between these thoughts, feelings, and actions could be the difference between them presenting some even more defiant behaviors and helping to alleviate some of the issues that you may face in your classroom. So one thing about cognitive behavioral therapy is making students believe in themselves and coming up with new thoughts, new feelings, and new actions. So let's go back to the scenario with Emma. So a new thought for that student could be, Emma might be upset with me, but maybe not. I don't know. Because as we said, just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. Your thoughts are guesses. So when we start front-loading students, with different emotions and feelings and how it's normal to have these emotions and these feelings and connecting them with the actions, we help students to self-monitor and self-regulate their behaviors. So with that new thinking that Emma might be upset with me, but maybe not, I don't know. So the new feeling is now that student might be concerned about Emma. Emma might be upset, but I'm not as sad as I was because maybe it's, it's not about me. Maybe Emma's upset about something that happened at home or 
something that has nothing to do with how you're feeling. So that new action, instead of the student feeling hurt or sad, ask Emma if she is mad at me or if she has another problem. Once again, these are things that young students can do because I have seen young students do that. They talk to each other and they will hold meaningful conversations with with each other if they're given the opportunity. And this is CBT. It is lowest level. It's not anything to do with going to a counselor or a therapist. It's simply opening up conversations and allowing young students to make those connections between thoughts, feelings, and actions. Another new thought. Emma has probably been busy with school or something else. Once the students begin to understand different emotions and feelings, then they can connect those different emotions and feelings to the scenario. So now the new feeling, disappointed I haven't talked to Emma, but understanding. Now that's where that empathy kicks in for Emma. Because now that student is feeling that I'm disappointed because something could be seriously going on with Emma and I haven't talked to Emma. So now the action is I'll stay friendly with Emma as usual. I'll be sure to say hi anyway. These things, these are foundations that are set at at an early age. You don't wait till a child gets to be an adult to start building capacity for empathy. It starts at an early age. In CBT, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, Thoughts, Feelings, and Actions is one of the springboards to help build that capacity for empathy. Because once again, we're talking about when I do good, I feel good. When I do bad, I feel bad. But it's not just about me. It's about other people that I interact with as well. Because my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions affect everyone around me, especially in a school or classroom setting. A new thought also, this is the third thought and the last thought in my um, scenario. Once again, we're going back, reminding you that the scenario was my friend Emma hasn't spoke to me as much as usual over the past week. So their thought Their initial thought was, Emma hasn't talked to me much this week. She must be mad at me. So now, new thought, maybe Emma is upset about something unrelated to me. Has nothing to do. Young students, everything is about them. Everything is about them. If if I'm not involved in it, then it's not important. So this is also another strategy that can be used to show students that it's not just about me. Everything that's done affects everybody in our classroom community. 
So instead of thinking that Emma hasn't talked to me much this week, she must be mad at me. Now maybe Emma's upset about something unrelated to me. So now instead of the action of ignoring Emma and avoiding her at school, my new action is ask Emma what's going on and if she needs help. Because my feeling now is I'm worried about Emma. I'm worried about how Emma is feeling. So cognitive behavior therapy is not going to your counselor and sitting down on a couch and having a, a conversation about what's bothering you. And those, it, it, when you say therapy, that scares a lot of people. But that's, that's the name of the technique. But that technique has been broken down to be used in a classroom setting by teachers where it's not therapeutic, but it can be embedded into a language lesson. It could be embedded into a social studies lesson. We're talking about helping people and being civil towards one another. So cognitive behavioral therapy is something that I have used in my classroom as well as a school counselor to help students regulate their feelings. Especially your students that present issues with behavior and self-regulation. So CBT is, is one of my platforms that I'm very passionate about because I've seen it work. I've seen the good that it's done. But CBT, once again, is an evidence-based treatment for uh, behavioral health issues. And it's thoughts, feelings, and actions. And connecting, making a connection between those thoughts, those feelings, and those actions. So once again, I am Marion Robinson. And that's a little spill on CBT. And my next episode, I will be talking about some of those experiences personally that I've had with students and using CBT and the outcome, especially with one particular student in mind. But this is my previous podcast platform. And now I am signing off. Have a great night.